What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I, I had to push the button. I thought I had pushed my button to, uh, to to unmute it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. My goodness gracious, I tell you, today has just been a really long day. And I'm kind of in a mood, to be honest with you, but I'm going to keep it in check for the show. It's just been one of those days. Um, just feels like something, just just seems like today life is just kicking me in the teeth. I mean, really, it, it's, it just feels like life is kicking me in the teeth. But... That's okay. We're still alive. We're still healthy. So, you know, I guess it could be worse. But I am Jason, your co-host. Welcome to His Heart Line for another episode of 1% with him. We're going to be reading um, the book uh, Psalms today. We're going to be reading chapter 13 and 14 today. The reason I'm on today, I know Saturdays are typically a no podcast Saturday is, you know, later on this week, I won't be in the studio. So I'm trying to make me, you know, try to make it up a little bit by doing one or two uh, podcasts a day uh, to make up for what I won't be able to do on, uh, you know, Wednesday or Thursday and even Friday because uh, Friday will be a travel day. We're not really venturing too far away, but, you know, far enough away where, you know, I'm still going to be away from the studio. So um, I just figured, you know, I'm going to break the rules today. I'm going to do a little bit. uh, I'm going to do something today. So um, it is Saturday, September 3rd. 2022 and it is saturday happy labor day weekend so hopefully you all out there get to enjoy a nice long weekend me i work today i work tomorrow and guess what i work monday but none of that bothers me because cha-ching get to make a little extra cash uh working on labor day you know here's the thing you know what's weird it doesn't bother me working on holidays to be quite honest with you the only holidays that I, i i and i make this very abundantly clear with any manager that i have I do not work Christmas. I don't care if I got to use a vacation day or because, you know, in trucking, y- y- whatever day you're scheduled, especially as a fuel hauler, because, you know, gas is always being sold, right? It's just like cows and farming. Cows don't care what holiday it is or what day of the year it is. The cows still need milking. Well, just like the cows still need milking, the gas still needs hauling. People still buy it. People still drive to grandma's house over the river and through the bay and whatever else, right? And take the left at the Shell gas station. You know, people still need to buy gas to get to where they need to go. And so I make it abundantly clear, though. I say, look, Easter and Christmas, as far as it's for my more my daughter, not for me, but more for my daughter. So I got to have those days off because I like to, you know, celebrate those days with my family. Thanksgiving, not a big deal because by the time the family gets ready to eat, I'm usually getting out of work. So I make it just in time to where I don't have to prepare dinner or clean or anything like that if it is a day that I work. <laughs> so, so 
you know, I don't mind working holidays. I don't mind working, you know, uh, 4th of July or Labor Day, Memorial Day. Like none of that bothers me. I don't know why. I, maybe it's because I don't like large crowds of people. So I don't like being around big groups. I don't like being on a lake when it's crowded. Just it, it, it bitters me because <laughs> people get stupid. You know, I know how people are on public roadways. I don't want to deal with them at the lake. So that's probably why. So anyway, glad to have you all here. Enough of that stupid rant. Um, I do want to put out, because I always say, if anybody has a prayer request to email me, and oh, for the record, speaking of emails, um, so I just want to make sure everyone knows that my jmjdirect at hisheartline.com will no longer be an, an active email come October 1st. And no, that's not because of me. It's because Dynadot, the web hosting service that I use, I guess for some reason they are just taking that option out altogether for all their, you know, uh, web hosting uh, clients don't know why maybe not enough people use it so they're probably just doing away with it so um, the easiest way to just get a hold of me uh, through my phone if you're emailing me is just jmj direct at protonmail.com or jmj direct at gmail.com but protonmail is the one i respond to the most gmail is more like my junk email crap you know because it's google and google's crap so um yeah so there's that so yeah i was a little disappointed though to see that dynadot was doing away with the uh you know, the free, you know, the email service that we get uh, with our website. So it's like, well, that kind of sucks because it kind of gives a nice professional look when you have a, an email, you know, whatever your name is at, you know, your domain name, hisheartline.com. So they're doing away with that. So I was a little irritated with that, but you know, such is life. Um, you know, that's the worst thing that happens. I guess they're, you know, I guess I'm doing all right. But um, if you have any prayer requests, you can email me at the Proton, J-M-J, direct at ProtonMail.com. And so I do have an email. I'm going to keep the names out just for anonymity. I can't even speak. For anonymity purposes, um, privacy. Um, but I got an email. It says, uh, as you know, I cannot, you know, give details, but I can ask you to pray for the California Assembly. There is an intense spiritual battle going on, but God is doing great and mighty things. And we ask and we are asking for favor, wisdom, discernment and his uh, leading. Thank you so much, Jason. And um, again, I'm going to keep the name anonymous because I don't want to give them up. Um, but, you know, and, and the thing is, and we're going to pray. We're going to make sure we pray for that at the end. Um, so I got to try to make sure I don't forget. But, you know, for anybody that's in the assembly, I got to let you know, I got to let you in on a little secret. Um, you know, there's there's been a little strife at, in a few different counties that I've been noticing. Nothing major, nothing that's going to like destroy the assembly, nothing like that. But, yeah, I definitely feel that there is definitely a spiritual battle that's going on. There's, you know, I've been kind of, you know, there's, you know, some, you know, just I'm not going to name states because I don't want to give it away because certain people that I know. It just, you know, people know who's talking to who if I mention states, counties and so on and so forth. But I'm going to keep it all vague and just be like, yeah, and just say that, you know, I see it in other counties, not many, but there are a couple other states and counties that are dealing with nonsense. But nothing that we can't overcome, because, again, with God at our side, everything is possible. So with that being said, let's get to the reading. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it here. Oh, Psalm chapter lucky number 13. Yeah, baby. I like 13. You know, 13 is an all right number. I think they purposely try to make that number seem like bad luck because I think 13 actually is a pretty good number. Because if you think about it, when you go to the original 13th Amendment, 
of the uh, you know the bill of the Bill of Rights. Nobody now again this is per the original Thirteenth Amendment. Nobody can hold a title of nobility or have any type of allegiance to a foreign country, um, and and try to run for office of this of this great nation. And so that was the original Thirteenth Amendment, but they did away with that and tried to you know get rid of it. But we remember, we remember. Okay, so here we go, Psalm thirteen. And I'm reading out of the NASB, the uh, New American Standard Bible. And it reads, David begins this psalm on a note of despair. Now he feels that the Lord is far from him, and David is full of sorrow thinking about his enemy. This may have been written during the time when King Saul sought to kill David. And with an enemy using the resources of an entire nation to pursue him, David would have felt overwhelmed and helpless, expressing sincere emotion. And David feels as if God has forgotten him. He looks in vain for a way to defeat his enemies, and he finally turns to the Lord in faith and asks for an answer. And his his question is not merely a request for knowledge, but for explanation. To know why these things are happening, David asks for enlightenment, which likely includes energy and strength. He knows that only God can rescue him, unless the Lord intervenes. And David expects to be defeated and believes his enemies are already celebrating because of his fear. However, David's faith does not fail. Though he does not fully understand why these things happen, he maintains his trust in God, and he relies on the Lord's unfailing love and rejoices in his salvation. David recalls the Lord's goodness to him, and this causes him to sing. And the psalm begins on a note of sorrow and ends with a joyful song. Doubt brings sorrow, but faith brings praise. Amen. And so that is um, that is uh, chapter thirteen. Now, um, excuse me. Oh my goodness gracious! I was reading. My goodness gracious! I was <laughs> boy. I had this completely backwards. What I was reading was the summary. Man, see, this is what I'm telling you. Today was a weird day today. Let me read the actual psalm. My goodness, I was reading the summary of that. So this is only six verses, so a lot shorter. But it says, "How long, Lord, will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me?" How long am I to feel anxious in my soul, with grief in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God, enlighten my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him, and my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he looked after me. And of course, I'm not going to read what I just read already because I just read the summary first and then the reading. But, you know, it's so uh, I, I do like this, though, because no matter what happened, I was just actually having this conversation with a coworker. Uh, with I was, you know, having this conversation with a coworker actually earlier, um, right after we um, before we got in our cars to go home. And he was telling me so he had been out for about mm, eight eight weeks, maybe seven, eight weeks. He had a back injury because he had rolled his lawnmower. I know it sounds like an obscure thing to happen, but he, he's been at his property for a long time. And anyway, make a long story short, they added, um, I think what was it? They added a deck. And so in order to add the deck, they had to add, you know, um, you know, a, some sort of foundation. Well, anyway, right where the deck is, there's a big, large hill. And they've mowed that hill 
for many, many years, not a problem. Well, when they, whatever they had to do with the foundation and the setting of concrete and whatever, they had to alter that hill a little bit and it made it just ever slightly steeper. And usually my coworker's wife typically mows the lawn. Well, she didn't want to mow that particular area. And my buddy was saying to her, why not? She says, I'm just not doing that. It just looks weird. He goes, okay. So he got on his lawnmower, started to mow. Well, back to that women's intuition, you know, women are never wrong. And in this case, she was definitely not wrong because he, unfortunately, and he, he's mowed it east, west, north, south, south and north, west to east. He's mowed it every which direction, never had a problem. Well, the one time that his wife, her spidey senses went up, said, nope, not doing it. He's like, all right, fine. I'll go do it. And guess what? Flips his lawnmower. And he really messed up his back really bad. Now, thankfully, that's all that happened. And, um, you know, he had the safety you know, thing where if his butt lifts off the seat, the mower shuts off. But so that put him out of work. I say all that to say this. So our conversation then today, he was telling me, I asked him, I said, how was your day today, man? He goes, oh, the day itself was good. I said, well, what was bad? Because you're leading me to believe something was bad. He goes, well, you know. I'm going to possibly need surgery because my left arm, because my back injury, I might need to have a disc replacement, so on and so forth. I said, okay. And he says, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those things. Cause when he was off of work, he went through all of his vacation, all of his sick days. And then it got to a point where he wasn't getting compensated because it was a personal injury, not a, you know, working injury. So he didn't get workman's comp or anything like that. And so he had to start dipping into his savings account. So I say all that to say this. So he started bleeding his savings. And then he was telling me that if he has to do the surgery to help his back and his nerves, that it would be about roughly about six to eight weeks um, for recovery. And I was like, oh, man, Matt, I'm so sorry that you got to go through that. He goes, ah, don't be. I said, well, I said, if I was in your shoes, I'd probably be freaking out, especially if I had to, you know, damn near drain most of my savings. He goes, listen, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not freaking out about anything. He goes, here's the thing. God's in control, right? He said, God's in control. He's got this. And he's not going to let me, you know, he's not going to let me, you know, he's not going to let me fail. He goes, if this is part of God's plan, it's part of God's plan. I said, man, Matt, I said, I got to tell you, you have an outstanding attitude. I said, because I'm going to tell you right now, me, I said, I guess I'm going to sit here and say with a shameful uh, admittance that, yeah, I probably would be freaking out with anxiety right now thinking, oh my God, how am I going to afford this, that, or that? But anyway, it just it was just really in you know it was nice to hear him say that, and so anyways, um, I don't know what led to that story, but I guess kind of back to you know God, you know, not forgetting people, you know, His people that you know that God will always be there. You can always rely on God and the Lord, and that you know the Lord's goodness will always, you know, will always take care of you. You're just gonna have that strong, unwavering faith. Now. Let's get to chapter 14. I promise to read this properly now. Okay, so starting, I can't believe I did that. And this also has seven verses, so very short. Chapter 14 in Psalm says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have committed detestable acts. There is no one who does good. And the Lord has looked down from heaven upon the sons of mankind to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. And they have all turned aside, and together they are corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all the workers of injustice not know who devour my people as they eat bread and do not call upon the Lord? 
there they are in great dread, for God is with a righteous generation. You would put to shame the plan of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, Jacob will rejoice and Israel will be glad. All right. And as far as what does Psalm 14 mean? So the opening line of Psalm summarizes scripture's assessment of those who reject God. And the term used here for a fool is Nabal, which implies a stubborn, irrational form of willful ignorance. And as somebody that I always know, that I know in the assembly, always has a famous saying, ignorance is unbecoming. And the problem with such persons is not poor intellect or lack of evidence, but a choice in their will, in their heart, to live as if God does not exist. And that's a big problem. That's a very big problem. From God's eternal and holy perspective, the human race is like something beautiful which has been ruined or corrupted. And the phrasing used here is echoed by Paul when he points out the universal sin nature of humanity. And even when a person tries to be good, their effort is still tainted by the effects of sin. So in, in this context, David is nothing is noting, excuse me, David is noting the complete depravity of those who reject even God's existence. And so Old Testament scripture often uses the imagery of oppressors eating those they abuse. And despite this, David is confident that those who refuse to acknowledge God will face judgment. And though evil people often persecute others, believers can take comfort knowing that God will make all things right. Amen. And he remains a safe place like a shelter for those who believe in him. And so the psalm ends with a hopeful look forward to when Jesus comes back to establish his earthly kingdom. The total victory is part of many Old Testament prophecies, and with this final triumph over sin, all of God's people will have a reason to celebrate. And I tell you, I can't help but feel like we are going to be approaching that moment ourselves in our life, where you know we will finally have that final triumph over sin. Right, We'll be able to overcome sin and do away with evil, by and large. And we'll have like the largest celebration that, you know, man can ever, you know, imagine. So, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I'm like looking at the chat board and a little confused here. <laughs> Who's Messenger? Where can I get connected to you, man of God? Huh. Okay. Anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, I tell you, today's been a really weird day. So I'm glad you're all here. Like I said, the reason I wanted to do a couple readings today is because, like I said, we're going to be doing one of our last little family get-togethers. So I'll be out of the studio um, for a few days. Not Nothing too long. I'll be back, you know. Um, I'll be able to air from now all the way up until Tuesday evening, possibly Wednesday morning. I'll probably get out, you know, uh, 1% or less with him on Wednesday morning. Um, so like I said, it's just a couple days, nothing major. But um, so that that is pretty much it. So we will do, we will do a prayer if I can find my music. Let me see here. 
Here it is. There we go. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. Thank you for this day, even though it felt like life has been kicking me in the teeth. And I'm sure life has been feeling like it's been kicking a lot of people in the teeth. We've been dealing with this spiritual battle of good and evil. And it just seems like there's sometimes, there's some days we just feel weak. We feel tired. And we feel very, we just feel very just blah. And we just ask for one, we ask for your forgiveness and and forgive us that, you know, um, sometimes we know we complain and we're only human, but you made us like this, you know this, and we ask for your forgiveness. We we don't mean to complain when we do, but, um, you know, in a way we do just because, you know, we're trying to cry out to you, Lord. We're trying to ask you for your, you know, intervention as well as giving us strength to continue up the fight that you have called us to, you know, to fight on your behalf. And so we just ask that you continuously give us that anxiety, you know, uh, to rid us of the anxiety and the stresses and the burdens of life, because we know that's what you're able to do. And so we just, you know, we just ask that you always guide us. We pray for the California Assembly, whatever's going on there. We pray that they find resolve and that they... Um, whatever, you know, issues they are, you know, and, and challenges that they are having at hand, we just pray that they are able to not only resolve them, but overcome um, and, and, and be able to triumph as well. And that if there's anybody in there that is a bad actor, that they can be exposed. So we need to have the darkness exposed. And I pray for any assembly out there, Michigan, Florida, Georgia, There's so many I can't even think right now, but I pray for all the assemblies and all the people that are in states trying to formulate their assemblies. I pray for this nation. We pray for our president. We pray for the men and women that wear the uniform that are keeping things at bay while we try to get our act together. And so we keep praying that you help us get our act together. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for the day. I hope that you all have a great, great Labor Day weekend and uh, stay safe. Please stay safe. Okay. Don't, uh, don't, don't get injured, you know, grilling hot dogs and brats and burgers, you know, by having big, huge flames and, you know, don't, uh, don't drink and drive. Don't, uh, you know, don't do all that fun stuff that typically gets people injured or killed. Cause I tell you, that would be very sad if I ever heard somebody in this community, um, you know, if I ever heard anybody in this community ever got seriously injured or passed away, it would really actually break my heart because, you know, even though I don't know a lot of you people, you know, face to face or personally, you know, this is a good tight community. I actually would really be sad. I would really be pained uh, internally if I heard anything happen to anybody. And so anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here tomorrow. And so I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great Saturday and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Bye bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop.
out our website, www.hishardline.com, for all the latest updates.